This is a summary of the first Sicha and Parshas Vayigash, Lekutei Sichos, Chelek Yud. In this week's Parsha, Yosef is reunited with his father Yaakov, and the Pasuk describes the tremendous emotional event. And it says that he fell on his father's neck and he cried. And then it says he cried even more again. And Yaakov Avinu is not crying. So Rashi gives the famous answer, and he says that Yaakov was in the middle of reading the Shema, and one does not interrupt when in the middle of reading the Shema. So you could read that in a very technical sense, of course. He was so halachic, he's following the halacha, and even though it was the most emotional moment in his entire life, he didn't react. Um, there's a deeper explanation, not brought in the Rebbe's, not brought in the Sicha, but uh, that Shema is about loving God. And that he experienced such emotion at that moment of meeting his son that he never had such a surge of love ever in his life. He never experienced such love. And he wanted to direct that love towards Hashem, towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he read the Shema. Okay, that's the that's the explanation given by Rashi. The Zayar HaKadosh, the Holy Zayar in Dafresh uh, Aleph, the Zayar tells us that actually even Yosef, was, his mind was in the heavens. Keep in mind, these were spiritual people. These were tzaddikim. Yosef was crying over the destruction of the base Hamikdash. That's what the Zayar says. And then he said he's cried even more. It means he was crying over the destruction of the second base Hamikdash, over Golus Basra, in the words of the Zayar, over the final exile of the Jewish people, the exile we find ourselves in now. That was what was happening. And according to that explanation, the question arises. Why didn't Yaakov also cry about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash? You can't just say that he was reading Shema because then the question arises, how are you able to concentrate and read the Shema? According to Halacha, when you're in a state of mourning, you don't read the Shema. If, if for whatever reason at that moment was awakened, was aroused, the, the, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, how could Yaakov not cry and how could he read the Shema? Why didn't he cry? Crying over the Beis Hamikdash, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. We find a very similar episode of crying over the Beis HaMikdash from a Gemara, also in this week's parasha, we find that Benyamin and Yosef fell on each other's shoulders and cried. And the Gemara tells us in the tractate of Megillah that Benyamin was crying over the tabernacle in the portion of, of, of Yosef in Shechem. I'm sorry, in Shiloh, which stood for 369 years. And Yosef cried over the base, some of the two temples that stood in Jerusalem in the, in the, in the portion of Binyamin. And they cried. And over here, the same question arises. Why aren't they crying over the destruction of their own temple? Just like we said, Yaakov, for whatever reason, didn't cry over the destruction. Over here also we find that the, or who, they're not crying for their own destruction. Who, who are they crying for? Someone else's destruction. Binyamin was crying for Yosef's destruction, and Yosef was, was crying for Binyamin's destruction. So the Rebbe gives an amazing explanation. This is actually a very famous sicha, so I'm glad to be able to share it with you. It's a classical sicha and a, and a lesson about life, very important lesson. Why do people cry? Why do people cry? Crying can be a cop-out. Crying is not always a good thing. People cry, people feel a little bit better after they cry. It take, takes the edge off. Crying is not necessarily a very constructive thing or a meaningful thing. It's, it, it could be part of a delusion. It could be a way to make yourself feel better. Oh, I feel bad. Now I can move. Now I can keep moving. 
right? There's a story of the of the previous Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe. He saw someone crying by Krishna Shalomita at night. He's supposed to do teshuva. He saw him crying. So he said in Yiddish, which means he forgave himself already. The purpose was never to attain God's forgiveness. The purpose was till he feels that he's willing and able and ready to forgive himself. That's what life's all about, forgiving yourself. Ultimately, the problem with crying um, is that it really, it could diminish, it could take away, it could weaken you doing something about the situation. It's just a way to make yourself feel better and keep moving, which is why the, the Friedrich Rebbe has a famous piskam in Hayyam Yayim where he says that it's better one action than a thousand groans in size. And because that you're doing something, you're fixing it, you're able to fix it. And therefore, whenever it comes to your own Beis Amigdash, Yaakov, Yaakov represents the entire Jewish people, so it's his Beis Amigdash which is, which is being destroyed. And when it comes to Yosef's personal Beis Amigdash, and Binyamin's personal Beis Amigdash, etc., it's not the Jewish approach to cry. What are you crying? Fix the situation. Don't make, don't have a destruction. You're crying over the situation. Don't cry. Do something about it. However, when you're dealing with your friends, Beis Amigdash, you could try your best. You do the mitzvah of rebuking him in a nice, kind, pleasant, beautiful way. Uh, you could daven on the person's behalf. You could say to heal him for them, etc. But ultimately, their life is in their own hands. It's not he, the only one who could fix the Beis Amigdash. The only one who could stop the destruction of the Beis Amigdash is the person themselves. You can't take care of that for them. And when you did everything in your power to help your friend, and nevertheless, your friend did not, it didn't work, and he did what he was going to do. Then, as a person who cares about your fellow Jew, it should bother you and you should cry about it. And you, all you could do is cry for the person. And, uh, and, and that's the bottom line. So that, and that's very appropriate. That's very Jewish. You do everything you can, but ultimately all you, all you have for that person is your love. And your love in this situation, when the destruction is happening, is 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 shown through your through your tears, through crying. Now there is such a thing, just so we're clear, and the Rebbe says this in the Sicha, there is such a thing as constructive tears, right? We're not bashing that there can never be good tears. The Rebbe does say that when it's in the context of teshuva, of doing of repentance, then then it's actually a constructive act. The Rebbe doesn't define so much. When is it considered a part of the teshuva process? Seemingly, every time we cry, it's because we regret, or you know, we have regrets in life. But the Rebbe, so I think a simple definition would be what the Rambam says. The Rambam says the definition of teshuva is that you're not going to do it again. That's the core definition of teshuva. And you know, everyone could be honest with themselves when they're doing teshuva. Are they taking steps that it should never happen again? Right. In other words, are you really doing teshuva? So. If, whatever, if for whatever reason the teshuva process is a real process, you're really doing teshuva, then tears could be constructive as part of that journey. But just tears for the sake of tears, no. It's not a good thing. It's not a positive thing. It's not going to help anything. And uh, so, which is why Yaakov was reading the Shema, actually. He was, he was experiencing the same thing Yaisa was experiencing, the destruction of the temple, but he wanted to fix it. How did he fix it? So what is the temple? The Beis HaMikdash is a place where we sacrifice our animals, our inner animal to Hashem. And, and that's really what it is. You sacrifice yourself, which is in a way a, 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 a kind of Mesidus Nefesh, of giving up your identity, your ego, 
you're sacrificing your ego to Hashem. And that's what Shema Yisrael is. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad, where we're Moiser Nefesh, we give ourselves over um, um, to Hashem. And uh, and even though he was seeing the destruction, he was trying to fix the destruction. And uh, and so too nowadays, of course, the uh, we're experiencing the destruction right now because any generation that the temple's not rebuilt, it's as if it's destroyed in that time. And uh, and even though it's true, we cry for Mashiach, but it's not enough. The crying, what that what you know, it is enough if it entails something else. If it entails you're crying from a sheikh and therefore you're doing something about it, you're you're rebuilding your personal temple in your life, and and bringing uh, Mashiach closer. This is a classical sikh of the Rebbe. I just want to mention one more point because the first half of the sikh is about a different, a little bit of a different nuance. The Rebbe gets into the question of why they cried on each other's necks. What does a neck represent according to Hasidus? And essentially, the neck is what connects the head with the practical, with the rest of the body, which is the purpose of a Jew, is to try to change the world, not to stay in the head, stay in the spiritual, stay you know, on a different on a different plane of reality. And, and that's why they fell on each other's necks, because first of all, there's no point in crying on the head of your fellow Jew, because your head is perfect. A Jew, Jewish soul is perfect. Even as a person sinning, their soul is absolutely and, and completely innocent of the sin. So we cry over the person's life journey, and, and how they're not fulfilling their mission of changing the world around them and changing their body. But there's no, you, you don't cry over the head. The head remains completely perfect. And also, a Jew, his deepest core of his identity is the, is, is the ability, is the fact that he wants to fulfill Hashem's, and deep down in his core, he wants to fulfill Hashem's desires. And being that Hashem's desire is that you should practically change your life and change the world around you, therefore the most appropriate place to cry over is the neck because that really um, is the essence of the person because it describes the deepest part of the person, which is his desire to do the right thing. A little bit of a nuanced idea, but a very interesting one. And uh, that concludes the summary.